Hello, friends from around the world and definitely around our beautiful country of the United States of America. Thank you again so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with this brother right here. Hopefully one of your favorite deplorable brothers that you love to listen to, to bring you the truth, to bring you the news, and to bring you some comedy, too. Oh, yes, we got some comedy from our amazing president's press conference today when he just loves to call the fake news exactly what they are. Plus, I'm going to share with you, now that my website is back up, thank you, Lord. They were trying to shut this brother down. We are making adjustments to make sure that the it really looks very malicious. It very much looks uh, like that the uh, the the platform that I was on, GoDaddy, intentionally uh, slammed my website. Friends, I talked to Roger Stone. He said his site's been hit several times over the last year as well. Where they say, "Oh, sorry, we didn't know. We don't know what happened, uh, and it takes a couple days to put it back on." It's really disturbing to think of that. So I'm done with GoDaddy. I'll tell you that much right there. Uh, any any other conservatives out there? If you're using GoDaddy, you might want to jump ship, especially if you're trying to build something that can sustain growth. As we are growing here because of you, thank you so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, and to my subscribers to my podcast. Thank you all so much for subscribing to the David J. Harris Jr. Show. Amazing one-on-one interviews that I get to do there. The uh, pastor, Bishop Harry Jackson, that gave that amazing speech, prayer, uh, and uh, an invocation at the in the Oval Office on Good Friday. That podcast dropped just today. You're going to absolutely love what you hear Bishop Harry Jackson share. And he also shared some inside information on how he's seen the president's demeanor change uh, during this pan- during this pandemic, which is all the more reason why we should be praying for the president. So we've got that. We've got some Osama bin Laden. Are you kidding me? No, I didn't say Obama bin Laden. Uh, Obama bin Lion, but Osama bin Laden. we got some information to share with you about that uh, and a lot more. Some fake protests being exposed. It's There's so much news. Going to be a great show today, so thank you guys for tuning in. Let's jump into this. This is very, very interesting to me because I have some inside information. I'm, I'm itching. I talked about it last week. I'm itching to be able to share with you what I know already, but I believe this is its confirmation to me 100%. I got a call from Mike Lindell today that, she, that shared some very, very exciting news that I can't share with you yet, but I will. I will absolutely share it as soon as I can. I'm waiting for a, a call from Mike Lindell actually right now. I'm gonna keep checking my phone and make sure that uh, if he tells me I can share it while I'm live on the air today, I'm gonna share it live on the air. And if you're listening to the podcast, well, you heard it uh, here first on podcast as well. But very exciting news. Um, I, I published an article on it and it's a little bit... Uh, uh, it, it is it is under the radar right now because I can't share what I know, but I do know for certain that something amazing is about to get released and be revealed. Uh, this is I'm going to go to the article first. This is the article that I shared today, and then to see Bill Bryant follow up at the press conference today was just icing on the cake. But here's the news. Does the military's biodefense lab hold a key to future disease that must not be mentioned, uh, that must not be named treatment? The military has a biodefense lab located within Fort Detrick. The military's interest in finding a cure for the vari- for various diseases is vital when sending troops to exotic and da- or dangerous places. One thing that is showing some hope 
is a, it's not actually a drug, it's derived from a plant, it's all natural. It comes from the common but toxic flower plant oleander. It's too early <laughs> to know if that treatment will be successful. If you, if you can read between the lines, you should know exactly what I actually want to say to you, but I can't. Uh, but it does give us hope is what they're sharing. Dr. John Dye, Chief of Viral uh, Immunology at the uh, USA MMRIID uh, lab said that the military is ramping up the works in the lab so that they can do a clinical study on the use of oleander. They have previously tested oleander against uh, Ebola and uh, Marburg viruses. Dye said, we found that the non-toxic concentrations of oleander was, eff- uh, was uh, efficacious at uh, slowing and halting viral growth in tissue culture essays. We are finalizing arrangements to test oleander uh, in our tissue culture essays for COVID-19 virus. A scientist moved from uh, Maryland Anderson, a a scientist moved from MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston to my group, and he provided the introduction from the oleander uh, oleanderin team. We were encouraged by the data that had been generated against other infectious viruses and decided to pursue pursue testing with the filoviruses Ebola and Marburg. I wish I could tell you, friends, what they have discovered. I can't, but what I can do is show you this clip from somebody that we haven't seen at a press conference yet. We haven't heard from Bill Bryant, Bill Bryant of the uh, Department of Homeland Security that is based in Fort Detrick, Maryland, but this is what he had to share. It was very interesting that he today was at least laying a foundation to talk about what they do, the kind of research they do, how long they've been doing it. It is an introduction to the American people of this lab, of this gentleman, of what they do because of the news that I already know that I'll be sharing with you hopefully this, maybe tomorrow, we'll find out. But here is Bill Bryant from today's press conference. Uh, Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, My name is Bill Bryant and I lead the Science and Technology Directorate at the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. Over the last several months, we've intensified the department's R&D efforts to identify and deliver information that informs our response to COVID-19. S&T is working to identify, develop, deploy and deploy the tools and information to support our response to this crisis. As part of our efforts, we're leveraging the unique capabilities of S&T's National Biodefense Analysis and Countermeasure Center to study the biology of the COVID-19 virus. This center is a high biocontainment laboratory located in Frederick, Maryland. Uh, it was established in the early 2000s in response to the Amerith- Amerithrax attacks uh, and where we study, characterize, analyze and develop countermeasures for biological threats to the homeland. We work closely with the CDC, FDA, HHS, and also our Department of Defense colleagues and many others. Yesterday, I shared the emerging results of our work that we're doing now with the Coronavirus Task Force. So he went on to share some amazing news, at least the news that they wanted to share already was that they're finding out that the virus cannot withstand uh, sunlight, that uh, UV rays will kill it. He went on to share other uh, other um, uh, facts, again, trying to be very careful with my words here as I am trying to not erupt with this information that I have, but he basically shared how sunlight and high humidity can actually be very damaging the, uh, to this virus. The interesting thing to me is that he continued to share 
and really lay a foundation for who they are, what they've done. They are a bio lab. Um, he was sharing about the effects of sunlight. He didn't get into, he, he mentioned actually some of the news, some of uh, what they had discovered yesterday, which is exactly the same day that my good friend Mike Lindell shared with me that they would know the results of, of uh, this, this, it's a derivative of a plant and its, uh, its effects on this virus. If you can read between the lines, read between the lines. I'm trying to tell you, but I can't yet. But they are definitely laying the foundation to roll something out that um, will have a massive impact, massive impact on the hope and the courage of all Americans, literally probably the, the whole world, on handling and containing and eliminating COVID-19. That's all I'm going to say for now. I'll leave it there. But you better believe as soon as I know, I don't care what time it is, and I'm thankful for all of you that are watching me via Facebook or Twitter or YouTube uh, for hanging in there. I know I'm not coming to you at my normal time because I'm trying to honor the president, and I also want to pull clips like today's press conference into my show. And so it's literally just trying to get that done and then tune everything up and prepare so I can bring you the show that I bring you. Hope you appreciate that. Uh, as soon as this press conference is, you know, <laughs> stopped happening an hour before my normal show time, I'll start coming back at a regular time. But that is the news. That was the introduction. That was at least part of the news and part of the introduction. Later on in the press conference, I'm not sure if I have that uh, that clip from the president. That later on in the press conference, the president actually acknowledged that there are some very interesting things taking place at that biolab in Fort Detrick. He said very interesting things, and he kind of had a smile on his face when he said it. Oh, my goodness. It is very, very good. It is amazing. All right, I'm a little bit just full of this excitement to share with all of you, but I'll leave it there. All right, let's get over to the president. Uh, the president, he, 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 he was talking about how the effects, the positive effects of sunlight um, on this virus and leave it to the fake news media to immediately try to throw the president under the bus like they did with the fake hydroxychloroquine uh, death. The, 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 the deaths weren't fake, but the gentleman that ate the, the, the fish tank cleaner that contained hydroxychloroquine and then blamed the president on it, absolutely ludicrous. If anybody does something stupid like that, how are you going to blame the president uh, for it, A? But this reporter, this fake news reporter, is already trying to throw the president under the bus for suggesting that people are going to go out into the sun now because of what the president said, and they may then contract the virus. Oh, if they die, well, the president's fault. He said the sunlight killed it. I went out in the sun and threw caution to the wind. Listen for yourself. Yeah, yeah Mr. President, after the presentation we just saw about the heat and the humidity, is it dangerous for you to make people think they would be safe by going outside in the heat? considering that so many people are dying in Florida, considering that this virus has had an outbreak in Singapore, places that are yeah, hot here, and are we go. Here we go. The new, the new headline is Trump asks people to go outside. That's dangerous. Here we go. Same old group. Uh, you ready? I hope people enjoy the sun. And if it has an impact, that's great. If it has an impact, that's great. He tried to leave it there. Well, the the reporter didn't want to leave it there. He continued to try to press the president on this, which then forces the president to pretty much just call him out for exactly what they are. Fake news. 
Respectfully, sir, you're the president, and people tuning into these briefings, they want to get information and guidance and want to know what to do. They're hey, not looking for up, rumors. I'm the president, and you're fake news. And you know what I'll say to you? I'll say very nicely, I know you will. I know you will, because I know the guy. I see what he writes. He's a total faker. So are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? It's just a suggestion from a brilliant lab by a very, very smart, perhaps brilliant man. He's talking about sun. He's talking about heat. And you see the numbers. So that's it. That's all I have. I'm just here to present talent. I'm here to present ideas because we want ideas to get rid of this thing. And if heat is good and if sunlight is good, that's a great thing as far as I'm concerned. Go ahead. That's a great thing as far as the president's concerned, but leave it to the lamestream media. I believe the president even called them that today. I love it when he just speaks it like it is. The lamestream media to already start to fear monger and throw the president under the bus for talking about something that should be very positive. We're coming into summer. People want to go outside. People don't want to be locked in their houses for weeks more or months more. So the idea that sunlight is actually a very positive thing to help slow the spread of this is a good thing unless you are a liberal <laughs> now if you're watching this and you're a liberal i'm just trying to point out the facts if you're listening to this and you're a liberal i'm just trying to point the facts out this is what the mainstream media the lamestream media does over and over again how can we try to turn this twist this and make the president look bad is anybody else out there tired of it well what i'm not tired of is the president putting them right back in their place well, we've got more orders and issues coming down. This judge in Galveston, this Texas, says that orders to wear masks are unconstitutional. There shall be no orders forcing Americans to wear masks in Galveston, Galveston County based on County Judge Mark Henry citing individual liberty and freedom. Imagine that. Yet they've, they're arresting individuals. They're arresting moms that are in playgrounds with their kids in certain counties ran by Democrats. Citing individual liberty and freedom, Judge Henry stated in a Facebook post on Wednesday that he believes such orders are unconstitutional. Read the entirety there for, for yourself. But finally, a government official who understands the Constitution and our liberty rights. Read that. Share the heck out of that article. There it is. Judge Galveston in Texas. Uh, there, there's the article itself. And one more little hit while I'm here. If you have not already joined my, uh, uh, joined my email club, click right there. Join my email club. Make sure you stay connected with me. And you can also get my podcast right there as well. Uh, but uh, it's, good to see, it's good to see officials uh, that are actually standing up for our, our freedoms and our First Amendment rights, our constitutional rights, our liberty, again, it makes you really pay attention and aware. The president's not the one putting these orders out. Yet the liberals and the Democratic media, they only want to blame the president for everything. Pay attention to your own state legislators, your own county officials. Pay attention to what they're doing. And if you don't like it, understand you voted them in. And that is absolutely, uh, uh, that's, that's something that we can remedy, right? We can do it together. So the president's been asked about the, the leader of North Korea, uh, Korea, Kim Jong Un, and his uh, his health. Apparently, there's a there's a whole heck of a lot that's surrounding the health of the individual of Kim. And the president is again the fake news media. They're trying to throw him under the bus. They're trying to get information out of him. Uh, I appreciate this about the president. He's very diplomatic. He's not just he's not throwing other world leaders under the bus like we've had a lot of politicians do in the past, and like we've had politicians like Hillary 
and Obama share that, oh, we're going to be in World War III with North Korea. He's not doing that from the public stage. He's trying to befriend individuals, other leaders, to get us in a good position for leverage, for negotiating power. The man wrote the art of the deal. He understands how to communicate and connect with people, especially other leaders, especially if we don't agree with their tactics. We can't. We don't agree with how Kim Jong-un has ran his country into the ground with the camps that he's got. It's absolutely insane, but you're not just going to go topple another leader. You've got to actually approach them and speak to them and try to negotiate and to get on a good playing field with them. Well, this CNN reporter is trying to just get the president to spill more of the beans than he's willing to do. And again, you got to love him calling her out for exactly who she is. Pointed to me. Um, just a quick question about that. So you haven't made any contact, though, just to make sure. With who? The North Koreans. I don't want to say. I, I won't say that. Okay. Uh, we so. have a good relationship with North Korea. As good as you can have. I mean, we have a good relationship with North Korea. Uh, I have a good relationship with Kim Jong-un, and I hope he's okay. And somebody would say, oh, that's terrible. No, it's not terrible. I hope he's okay. And I think it was a fake report done by CNN. So can I ask you a question? What do you have? Go ahead. No, that's enough. Go ahead. But that was my question. The problem is you don't write the truth. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I want to go I want to go to the next Can I ask you a question about No, not CNN, please. Go ahead. The White House has not responded to I told you. CNN is fake news. Don't talk to me. Go ahead, please. But he says he was retaliated against, and that's why he was removed from his job. Do you have a response to that? Okay, next question. I love how the president just does not, does not get pushed or bullied. He's not cowering to the questions that these reporters, especially these fake whack job reporters, continually push against him and put up for him. You know, I, I keep asking the question, why did, Why are they even continued to be let in there? Yet that is the president showing that he's trying to be fair. He's trying to be open and honest, and he's willing to take on all of their snarly questions. Uh, he's just not willing to take them on if he doesn't want to. So I'm thankful that the president puts people in their place. And I saw your comment. If you guys are not already subscribed to my show, my podcast, it's David J. Harris Jr. Just search David J. Harris Jr. and you will find it. So here we go. Former uh, NSC chief of staff has exposed John Brennan. Friends, I'm pretty sure that when the uh, uh, when the report comes out that Brennan is gonna he's already he already knows he's in hot water. But this is just more of it. Brennan buried evidence that Putin actually favored Hillary in 2016. What the heck does that do to the entire Russia collusion narrative and that Russia was trying to help President Trump become the president? Former CIA officer and National Security Council Chief of Staff Fred Fleet said that John Brennan buried evidence that Vladimir Putin wanted Hillary Clinton to win in 2016. Would you imagine that? Maybe he wanted a new reset button. That would mean that Brennan knew the Russia collusion story was fake. That would also mean that Russia could not possibly be responsible for the email hacks in 2016. It can be a life-changing experience to go against Putin in Russia. Fleets called Brennan the most polarizing intelligence chief in American history. I don't know about that. Nothing Brennan says or does has anything to do with intelligence, I don't believe. Fleet said this. The Senate Intelligence Committee report falsely claims that all analytical lines are supported with all source intelligence, and that analysts who wrote the intelligence community assessment consistently said they were under no political motivated pressure to reach specific conclusions. More gravely, they said that then CIA Director John Brennan suppressed facts or analysis that showed why it was not in Russia's interest 
to support Trump and why Putin stood to benefit from Hillary Clinton's election. They also told me that Brennan suppressed that intelligence over the objections of CIA analysts. That article right there should go viral. There is the heading after this show. Please try to remember, go back and share the mess out of that article. People need to know exactly what was really going on. It was not that Russia wanted the president, Donald Trump, to win. They actually, they would have loved. They would have loved more of our uranium. We can't forget Hillary wrote wrote off on that. She signed off on selling 20% of our country's uranium to Russia. And then the mainstream media ignores that and continues to try to say that Russia wanted Donald Trump to become president? No, no. Now I'm, I'm glad the facts are coming out. Americans need to wake up and know and understand exactly what was really going on. Well, the president was asked this today. He was asked about something that I think a lot of us are thinking about, the upcoming election this November, the presidential election. Hopefully you're paying attention to your state and local elections as well. But when it comes to the the election of the the next president, will it be incumbent, favored, highly favored, responsible for the boomingest economy, the best economy, the lowest unemployment numbers that so many different spectrums, uh, individuals of people have seen, uh, the Hispanic community, the Asian community, the black community, smallest uh, wage gap between black and white that we've seen in decades, I think almost ever. Are you kidding me? Yet he was asked, what about the upcoming election? This is what he had to say about Joe Biden. Uh, looking forward to November, to the election. Uh, given the risk that the flu and the coronavirus yeah, come back, a, there, 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 yeah, there could be a problem. Do you, do you think there is a risk that there will be, um, there'll be some, there will be lack of agreement, lack of legitimacy to the results in a very close election and people start saying, well, a whole bunch of people couldn't go and vote because Look, they were I can't scared. tell you what's going to happen in an election. Yeah, I, a great question. I can't tell you what's going to happen. We have a sleepy guy in a basement of a house that the press is giving a free pass to who doesn't want to do debates because of COVID. And lots of things are happening, right? And I watched a couple of interviews, and I say, oh, I look forward to this. But they're keeping him sheltered because of the coronavirus. And he's not moving around. He's not moving too much. So, yes, Biden's been hiding out. He's been doing all these one-on-one interviews, probably in his shorts, with a jacket on. He continues to show that he has a really hard time putting sentences together. His cognitive ability of thought just continues to run astray where, like in this clip, where he's talking to Al Gore, trying to slam the president. Yet I think that he just completely forgets what he's talking about. (laughs) What's happening? We're not organizing. And we don't organize the world. Who organizes it? Who organizes it? And so there's so much, I think. uh, Anyway, look, one, one more question here. Is it too late to aggress the climate change in a meaningful way? Here we go. That right there is potentially the presidential nominee for the Democrat Party. It's getting really sad. Again, I pointed out because I don't understand why his own family would continue to put him through this. Why the DNC would put him through this. 
unless they felt that he could take one for the team, and if they got him in office, after with weeks or months, he steps down, and whoever he selects to be his VP all of a sudden becomes the president of the United States, somebody that nobody voted for to become president, somebody that didn't make it through the nomination process to become president. I think that's the only reason why they'd be propping him up and allowing him to do that and then paying him off on the backside with something. Who knows? Maybe Hunter winds up getting a job uh, as a secretary of state. That would go over great. Uh, sure did for for all of the other work that Hunter did while his dad was the vice president. Why? Why is he doing it? That's the only reason. It's the only thing I can I can think up with. I can come up with. Well, we've got some more information now, friends, about uh, uh, we've got Osama bin Laden. Do we think we'd be talking about him again? Well, apparently, it weighs into this whole Biden issue. Some new documents have been declassified, and they now show that Osama bin Laden actually would have loved to take out President Obama because he felt that Biden was totally not capable of being the president. Osama bin Laden wanted to kill Obama, so totally unprepared Biden would be president. Declassified documents now show. Documents seized from Osama bin Laden's compound show that bin Laden wanted to take out Barack in order to install a totally unprepared Joe Biden as president that would throw the United States into a crisis, just as it would if it was to happen this year. We'd be in a crisis on top of this crisis. Some things never change. If elected as president, Joe Biden would throw the United States into another crisis. The only reason anyone could have for following Biden would be a morbid curiosity. It's like following a drunk driver to see what he crashes into. Every every interview he does is like that. The documents were found in the same raid that saw the killing of the Al-Qaeda leader. It's frightening to think that a terrorist leader understood the consequences of a Biden presidency uh, that Democrat voters are totally oblivious to. The only hope for the United States should be Biden be elected is if Republicans control both House and Congress, uh, both houses of Congress. That would stop Biden and the wacky Democrats in their tracks. If not, our borders will be overrun with illegal aliens who end up receiving more benefits than American citizens do. Don't believe me? Well, it's already pretty much happening. You know how many messages I get and comments I read from individuals just like you that say, how can I just become an illegal? I can pretty much do anything I want, break any law I want, not get arrested. I can get free housing, free free food, free everything. And now you've got illegals that are crying about not getting stimulus money. Our taxpayer dollars. Well, they're crying because they're used to getting everything they want from their Democrat supporters, their officials. So it's pretty disturbing. But in any event, here's more of the mainstream media and their absolute uh, failed attempt. It's like, how could you not know for sure that somebody that you're about to share on your local news, your Channel 7 local news, how could you not know that they are actually alive? And then blame it on the governor saying the governor said he was dead when the governor didn't say that. How could you not know that and run a piece on somebody dying for the co- from the COVID-19 Yet that's exactly what this station did. I want to mention one person who was singled out today by Governor Murphy. This young man that you're looking at right there, 26-year-old Jack Allard. We profiled him last month, Michelle Charlesworth, with a powerful story. Uh, he's a former Ridgewood High School lacrosse star and two-time All-American. was in a medically induced coma after coming down with a virus after spending time on a ventilator and five full weeks in the hospital. The governor today announcing that Jack has died. 
It was a long month, but slowly Jack rebounded. And last Thursday, he was clapped out by the doctors and nurses who saved his life as he walked out of the hospital. For Jack and for the hundreds more who have left our hospitals, we are hopeful and optimistic. I feel horrible. Jack is very much alive. Jack, we love you. Yes, Jack is very much alive. Absolutely disgraceful. Uh, I wouldn't even get something like that wrong. I mean, come on. I don't have the manpower of an actual news network, television, studio, station, and all the people that are supposed to be researching the facts before they report it. Yet that's exactly what that ABC station did, reported somebody died. Why would they do that? Why would they fake it? Why would they push the narrative? To Is it just to create fear? Are they just trying to keep us fearful so that we can stay inside? Or do you think, do you really think that there's a lot of Democrats out there that would really like the economy to completely crash and tank regardless of how many lives are ruined and families are destroyed or suicides are committed just so that they can get rid of this president? It really makes you wonder, especially when you see them getting caught staging their own protests like they did right here. This fake protest was caught on video of some guy that probably bought these scrubs and just wanted to get a photo op. And then that photo went all over the place talking about how nurses are standing up against people caring about their day. Hi. So y'all can see what's this flag say here? It's definitely not, oh, oh, they're staging, I'm glad I got this, a stage, a stage media op, look at that, staged on Facebook Live, don't publish it in your paper, you're a fraud, they just staged one of those medical pictures with the guy in his scrubs and got it on camera, you're a fake, you're a Why would they do that? What is really going on? It really makes you wonder. I've shared why I believe they do it. Does that make sense to you? Totally staged. He wasn't standing out there for hours blocking traffic. He stopped and stood at a red light just quick enough to get a picture that the media could float around and say all these nurses are so upset I've seen the videos of some of the hospitals that the same news outlets are saying have been overran with people and individuals like you are going to those same hospitals and they're empty. What is really going on? We are in a fight for the truth, my friends. We are in absolutely a fight for the truth against an entire army of networks that don't want you to know the truth, that hate our president, that don't talk about all the good things that he's done and that continually just try to set him up and get an aha, we gotcha moment over any little thing that he says, even when it's supposed to be positive. It's absolutely a disgrace. It's why I'm here. It's why I do what I do, and it's why I have my podcast. So thank you guys so much for, for, uh, for supporting me. Here, Nancy Pelosi, this woman that is championed as the head of the Democrat Party, the Speaker of the House, uh, the Democrat Speaker of the House, she's the one that 
supports abortion anytime, any place, anywhere, for any reason. They don't care about unborn babies. They don't see them as people. I remember a time when Democrats used to not see blacks as people. It's very similar. They're dismembering babies. They're calling it a clump of cells. They're denying the scientific facts that a baby has a heartbeat, has finger toes, fingerprints, has fingers and toes, can feel pain. They're denying all those things so they can push an agenda. It's pretty disgraceful when they then come out and say, every life is precious. Pelosi was slammed over that comment and then bashing Trump over the pandemic response. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi criticized President Donald Trump's plans to reopen America, claiming it's nonetheless too dangerous and berating the president with the line, every life is precious. Really? Unfortunately for the lapsed Catholic, as she professes to be, I doubt she goes very regularly, this remark didn't go unnoticed by Americans and she was slammed in ways I can guarantee she never saw coming. As many, as many people mentioned, Pelosi saying every life is precious, precious is positively rich considering she received Planned Parenthood's 2014 Margaret Sanger Award, making her an officer of the politically correct Baby Death Squad. It's exactly what they are. This has been the week from hell from, for Nancy Pelosi, who's made three monster mistakes that are bringing her plenty of grief from the American people. Mad World Report, Nancy Pelosi abandoned her post as House Speaker last week by insulting a full pay leave for herself and her cohorts until May 4th. That's right. She wants to get paid while she's quarantining. She doesn't care about that for the rest of us, though. She then flew her family from New York to her mansion in San Francisco, where I'm certain somehow it does not fall underneath essential travel. People were justifiably furious, but she's only getting started. The speaker was caught making a cringeworthy appearance on The Late Show. I showed you that yesterday. On Tuesday, Pelosi blamed the president for inflicting unnecessary deaths and economic disaster, and, and in the end, bungling the strong economy supposedly handed to him in 2017. No, he was handled in an absolutely crippled economy from the former, uh, thank God, former President Obama. Pelosi additionally claimed she was in prayer and reflection. I don't think she was praying to the God I know. When everyone knows the truth is she was busy plucking wings from flies, I'm sure. The speaker continues to refuse to work with Republicans to help American small businesses that are running out of cash. I cannot understand after watching another 5 million get unemployed how Speaker Pelosi continues to say no. GOP minority leader Kevin McCarthy stated in a press briefing with reports. Are enough Americans waking up and getting upset with her yet? Are enough people in California getting upset with her yet, showing off her fancy refrigerators and her expensive ice cream, while so many other Americans and California residents are just trying to figure out how they're going to make ends meet? It's pretty disgusting. Shows an amazing lack of character, a lack of perspective on an individual to do something like that yet. That is one of your Democrat leaders. It's what they do. Well, we've got, uh, I want to show you this clip. This, if you have not seen this film already, you need to watch it. Mike Smith produced Out of Shadows. You can go to outofshadows.org and see the film in its entirety. I'm going to be interviewing Mike for my podcast uh, very soon, and uh, I cannot wait. He's a, he was a stuntman in Hollywood. He was one of the A-lister stuntmans for all the A-list people from the Tom Cruise to Val Kilmer to uh, you, you name it. Most of your blockbuster star movies, action movies, he was a stuntman in there. 
and he got hurt and it was from getting injured that he had to go to a, a pelvic floor therapist to work on his hips that he discovered God must be real because the devil, Satan, Satanism is absolutely real. Here's a clip from Out of Shadows. You are either 100% batshit crazy or you think all this is real in the spirit world. And she looked at me and she said, Michael, I am one of the only pelvic floor therapists in Southern California at the time. And when these satanic people and these evil people do their rituals to little girls and women and boys, who do you think puts them back together? I do. It's completely real and you need to look into it. Mike Smith sharing exactly when he discovered that God must be real from what his pelvic floor therapist was sharing with him on who she worked on, who she had to work on in Hollywood. Little boys, girls, women that were being tortured from satanic rituals. Amazing documentary. Well, as his eyes began to open, he started to research other individuals that were trying to shine the light on this kind of just absolutely evil behavior. And it led, to, it led him to Liz Crokin. I had the privilege of interviewing Liz. She shared with me something pretty disturbing, something that I haven't heard happen uh, from any conservatives towards Democrats that they don't agree with. They tried to kill her dog when she tried to come out and share the truth. Here's a clip from my interview on my podcast that you can get at the David J. Harris Jr. podcast. Here's a clip from this interview with Liz. You know, I, I continue to share on my show and on my podcast that this fight that it seems like we're in between conservatives and liberals or Republicans and Democrats, it's really, honestly, more of a fight between good and evil because I don't hear about and I haven't heard about and the only stories that I've heard of conservatives actually doing something violent or being aggressive towards liberals have all been exposed as fake, like Jesse Smollett, like the uh, football player that trashed his own business and then went and blamed it on some Trump supporters. And then the cops found all the stuff in the back of his truck. It continues to be exposed when conservatives or Trump supporters are blamed for doing something aggressive, yet stories like yours, where you're trying to bring truth to the people and shine a light on some very darkness that's the, the, some darkness that's going on, and they try to kill your dog. I mean, that that had to make yeah. you pretty fearful for your life. It was horrible. And uh, I stepped back for a while and I left the country for a while. But, you know, I truly believe that God called me to do this. I have the background in journalism and I worked in politics. I worked in the White House. I worked in Hollywood for many years. And I also was a victim of a sexual assault many years ago. And after that happened, I became an advocate for victims. She went on to share some pretty amazing and interesting and sad and and uh, exciting news. The, the documentary Out of Shadows, you can find it at Out of Shadows, not out of the, just outofshadows.org will take you right to it. If you try to search it on YouTube, you'll have a heck of a time trying to find it because YouTube is burying it. But outofshadows.org, you'll see that entire documentary. And Mike Smith that put that documentary together, I'll be interviewing him on my podcast. Again, you can get that at David J. Harris Jr. Just search that.
Here's some good news from Betsy DeVois, the, the individual, the woman, the amazing individual that uh, the president put in charge. Um, she is a, uh, secretary of education. She is actually blocking aid for undocumented students. They're not here. They didn't get here legally. Uh, you know, some people may say it's controversial. I think we put Americans first. Secretary of Education Chief Betsy DeVois has now blocked student relief money from illegal aliens, and the liberals are mad enough to chew through nails. The amount of money for student relief is finite, meaning there is not nearly enough to go around. So for every dollar that goes to an illegal alien means a U.S. citizen loses that assistance. Should be pretty clear. Should be easy to understand for any American. Liberals have always had it in for DeVois, remarking that she travels across the country in a private jet. Somehow they forget to mention that she flies at her own expense on her own private jet. In their arguments, the unhinged media calls them them immigrants and not illegal immigrants. That's a huge difference. That would be like equating bank robbers to account holders, both of which withdrew money from the bank. We can be thankful that we've got uh, Betsy... uh, Betsy in charge, you can believe if it was a Democrat in charge, money for illegals would be getting thrown all over the place, right in all of our faces. It'd be pretty disgusting. And we've got this good news. Democrat uh, Representative Vernon Jones came out, a black gentleman came out supporting President Donald Trump and took an amazing amount of backlash, called names, I'm sure he got death threats. He had to endure some pretty disgusting stuff. But Americans came to his response, came came to uh, to his aid, and uh, he's changed his tune on stepping down. Democrat who endorsed Trump says he's stepping down after being harassed by the Democrat Party. Uh, Vernon Jones announced April 14th that he was endorsing President Donald Trump for re-election. Since then, his party has absolutely turned on him. That's something else that I haven't seen. I don't really see take place. I've heard of plenty of Democrats that have changed their uh, political affiliation to Republican and joined the conservative side of things, but I still have yet to hear of a conservative for all, for just go decide to go jump on the liberal bandwagon and become a Democrat. On April 22nd, just eight days later, Jones announced that he would not run for re-election. He said that the Democrats had been brutal to himself and his family, and he'd, he'd had enough. Democrats are cheering his announcement, but they might be premature at best. As a member of the state legislature, they could somewhat control him, but not as a private citizen. Well, I've got a message from Vernon Jones that I think is absolutely beautiful, and it shows, I believe, the true heart and spirit behind Americans that are patriots, that love this country, that understand that Donald Trump is doing an amazing thing for all of us, and they came to support Vernon, and here's Vernon's newest reply. America, I'm Representative Vernon Jones, a proud member of the Georgia House of Representatives. And you know, recently I endorsed Donald J. Trump for his campaign reelection, and I hope you join me in those efforts. But little did I know that I would receive such barrage of attacks and name calling by the far left in the Democratic Party. You know, on yesterday I had announced that I would not be completing my term. But then when I started receiving the overwhelming amount of support and outcry from the people that I represent in House District 91 in DeKalb and Rockdale counties, my fellow Georgians and fellow Americans from across this country in every walk of life, every age, every color, every party, that was emotional and that was motivational. And you know what, America? 
I thought about it and I talked to my family and I talked to my supporters because what you did for me, I'm going to remain on the battlefield. I'm going to complete my turn. I'm going to continue to put my country before my party. And I'm going to do everything I can to help Donald J. Trump get reelected. Yes! <laughs> Vernon Jones, Representative Vernon Jones, I would love to interview you, my brother. I'm going to reach out to you. I'd love to have you on my show, have you on my podcast. I'm so thankful that not only you, you stepped across the line. It's got to be one of the hardest things for especially a member of the black community that's been, a, that's been elected in the Democrat Party to actually say, come out publicly and endorse President Trump for his reelection. It's got to be one of the hardest things a person could do in his position, yet he did it. And because of the support from individuals like you, showing Vernon Jones, hey, we support you, we're thankful for you, that's got to that's gotta go a long way to wake a lot of black folks up. Uh, I, I'm sure they're already calling them all the names that they call me on a regular basis, but you know what? We know we're on the right side of history, and they cannot silence us. So God bless you, Vernon. So thankful that you are staying in the fight. We need you, and we need your support for this president. Friends, that is it. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of your day with me. Please go subscribe to my podcast. Another way to make sure you stay connected with me is to text my name, David, to 53445. You'll get alerts for new podcasts. You'll get alerts for my shows a couple times a week. But most importantly, you can make sure you stay connected with me. So text my name, David, to 53445, and you'll be on that text blast alert. God bless you. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your Thursday evening, and we will see you all for TGI Friday. Bye-bye.